Yeah, good. Sorry. It sounded like someone just broke into my house. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Coming to take all your kits. You just got <laughs> Do you have like a baseball bat in your house or, sorry, a cricket bat in your house? <laughs> Ivan, you ready? You got yeah. your game face on? No. He's got a sweet ass jumper on, though. <laughs> you got you look, your jet. You got su- your suitable for your, people twelve years and up. <laughs> you look cozy in it. Your leisure jammy pants on. Your leisure trousers. Oh, lounge trousers. <laughs> lounge trousers. <laughs> Plastic posse podcast. Welcome to episode 37 of the Plastic Posse podcast and the first episode of 2022. We are also very excited for this episode because we are doing our largest ever Posse giveaway. We had hundreds of entries and we're going to be giving away kits and modeling accessories throughout this episode. So stay with us all the way to the end to see if you want if you are one of our big winners. We here at the Triple P hope that you all had a very Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays and a wonderful New Year. We are so glad to be back with all of you, and we are most definitely looking forward to what Wonders 2022 can bring us all. I'm always humbled to be joined by my amazing co-hosts, Scott, Doug, TJ, and JB, and hope that you guys had a great holiday season. For me, I got my office all deep cleaned and ready for 2022. It was looking a mess. It was getting me down. So I wanted to give it a massive deep clean, big reorganize, big reshuffle. And now I'm, I'm, I'm back in here, glad to be modeling again and raring to go for 2022. Christmas was really chilled. New Year was chilled. It was like very, very zen. All I could ask for for Christmas. How about you guys? Yeah, it was great. We were just talking before the recording. I actually got more modeling done in the last two or three weeks, uh, you know, before this than I did in the last six months of the year. I got a model start to finish done, a little Mang Tune science fiction piece, and worked on an ATAT and a Spitfire and put a coat of paint on a model. So for me, that's great. Also got a little cleaning done, not quite as zen as Ivan, but my good buddy JC Osborne asked me if I wanted a quote unquote, few paints and uh, ended up getting a gigantic box of like 130 paints. So I got that all dealt with and put away and got the airbrush paints organized. So TJ, what about you? Uh, I had a pretty good um, holidays. I mean, as, I guess as good as they could be. Um, I went to Florida and then I caught COVID and I was pretty sick, which sucked. But uh, I was able to spend some of that time working on some machine career kits work on the Lunagans, which uh, means moon goose. I don't know if anyone was aware of that, but that's hilarious. Yeah, I also did a little bit of reorganizing. I think since the last time we recorded, I moved my photography setup. It, obviously, listeners can't see, but where I sit, I have a, a wall that doesn't have drywall on it because my basement's unfinished. Behind that wall, or where my computer is, behind that wall is where my photography was, so I had to like get up and walk around a wall, which doesn't sound like a big deal, but now it's right here to my left 
if I wanted to, I could just push right over in my chair, which I don't because I like to stand up when I take pictures, but I have to walk like five less steps. So it's all about saving those steps. So that's that's going to save me a lot of time in the long run. I take a lot of pictures. So modeling efficiency. It is. Yeah. And then um, I actually vacuumed my I have a I have little carpet squares down because, um, like I said, my basement's unfinished. So where I model, I, I put those like self-adhesive carpet squares down. I actually vacuumed those, I think, for like the first time in a year. Because uh, who cleans a unfinished basement? I know I don't. There's like little plastic nubs all over the place, and I got tired of walking on them, so I went and got the vacuum cleaner and sucked them all up. I felt pretty good about myself. Nice. What about you, JB? Oh, it was a holiday to remember as well. You know, very similar to TJ's. I went up into the mountains for holiday and enjoyed Christmas up there, and then on the way down, somewhere caught COVID. So had a week of quarantine and what better way to solve a week of quarantine and keep me occupied than a 116 scale stug. I think the day I kind of realized I had COVID is the same day I ordered it from Andy's hobby headquarters and it arrived on Thursday and I rocked it from Thursday to Saturday evening and got it totally built. Fell short of the goal of finishing it on Sunday, but it was still, I consider a slammer build. I, I tell you what, any listeners out there, if you have any hesitation, just buy it. It's a really nice kit. Ivan, I'm looking forward to you getting one. It is super straightforward to build. Honestly, builds very similar to a 35th scale kit with some extra detail. Really fun in the painting process right now. Just post-shaded it today, but it was an absolute joy and, and I'm happy to have had it on hand. I think another very positive thing about quarantine was, you know, it was sad that I had to cancel my trip to PA, but my wife's sister and her wife were quarantined with us as well. And I think I might have converted them to modelers. So we, we built some Bandai Star Wars stuff and then also Gundam stuff. So very fun, you know, really enjoyable. They even talked about weathering and started Googling and uh, YouTubing videos. And I remember the one morning I was, you know, getting breakfast ready and uh, Heidi says, you know, wow, last night I watched this awesome video of K2SO being weathered. I'm like, was it by a guy named Lincoln Wright? She's like, yeah, do you know him? I'm like, yeah, he's friends of my podcast buddies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They, they were planning a trip to Japan, and since since building one Gundam, they've bought a lot more, bought paints, and actually changed their itinerary in, J- in Japan to spend more time in Akihabara, where every hobby shop that is the best hobby shop in the world is located. So very exciting. Maybe we'll have Heidi on to talk, because she's taken up modeling a lot more and really enjoys it, and, and is really getting into Gundam, and I've been sending them a lot of channels to follow, some of our friends, some of the people that we've talked to on the pod, so... In everything, there's a silver lining, and I think uh, it was it was really good, not only to you know further you know bonding with with siblings and sister in laws, but also just uh, around the hobby as well. So that's uh, that's what happened on my end. Nice. It's always get it's, it's 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 a great feeling when you get more people involved in the hobby and they love it. It's, it it helps channel your own enthusiasm. And uh, speaking of the stug, I only got the message this morning saying mine's arrived in the shop ready for pickup. So, oh snap! Yeah. <laughs> I've just got to pay for it. That is a good thing, Ivan, because you were running out of kits to build. I know. I was scratching my head. I don't know what to do next. <laughs> How about yourself, Doug? How was your Christmas? It was good. I had a 10-day break from work. I didn't get the COVID, but that didn't keep me get me out of the house. I stayed in my model room for quite a while and and bounced between kits. I had a really good time. I got the, uh, I got the paint on the uh, Spitfire for our group build, finally. I actually started my uh, my grant for the group for the uh, the Nats group build, which was kind of fun. But I'm and Tacom is not to me. I know that at yes. this point already. So so there's going to be some interesting uh, things going on there. But most of all, 
we had the challenge right before Christmas that Pete Kokla came up with, which was a uh, end of year blitz, the final blitz 2021. And he challenged people to start and finish a kit if they can in the last week of the year. And so I pulled out a Bandai A-Wing. And I think I had more fun building that than I have had building a model in a very long time. About 15 hours total. About two of that at most was construction. I just got to paint for for days and it was it was an absolute blast. I was very happy with it. Yeah, that was a great effort by Pete. And unfortunately, he got sick as well and didn't get his done, but he spurred a lot of modelers. That was why I got mine done as well. So really appreciate Pete doing that for us. So that was really, really great. Oh, one other thing I wanted to mention before we move on is uh, we did the first of what are going to be a bunch of different live streams on Facebook. Uh, We were joined by uh, David Mike from Plastic Model Mojo. Darren from the Model Geeks joined us as well, and lots and lots of people too. Tuned in. We had almost 300 comments over a couple hours. It was a, really a lot of fun. So uh, we plan on doing more of those. And uh, hopefully, if you guys watched that, you enjoyed what you saw. Well, we had a good time doing it. It was great fun. Yeah, it was good giving crap to Mike and Dave. I can't wait to take their money for charity. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that, John. Yeah, we. We threw down a bet with uh, Plastic Model Mojo, and basically both Dave and Mike have been working on 135th scale artillery pieces for like, I don't know, years. So we kind of challenged them and said, if they both get them done in 30 days, the posse is going to collectively donate $100 to our good friend Malcolm and his uh, Models for Heroes charity in our name. And if they don't get them done, Plastic Model Mojo is going to donate $100 to Malcolm in the name of Plastic Model Mojo. So we will see uh, who, who who does that. But I, I think we, uh, we're in a pretty good position, guys. What do Scott, you Scott, you really put them on the spot, too, because you, you <laughs> dropped out on them live. There was nothing they could do to get around that. I I think they I think they actually handled it pretty well. I was kind of <laughs> wondering if they might like be like making death threats, but no, they seemed uh, they seemed to welcome it. So we'll see how it turns out. Either way, Malcolm and his great great charity models for heroes is going to be the real winner in all this. But so that was a lot of fun. Yeah, and, and it goes without saying, you know, we do have a great community here at the Plastic Posse. We have great listeners, we have great contributors, great friends, and terrific sponsors. So speaking of our sponsors, we are proud to partner with Tankcraft. They are a fabulous company that makes only the coolest and highest quality products. Speaking of Tankcraft, they have sponsored a very special gift package that we'll be giving le- giving away later in the episode. The lucky winner is going to walk away with a 12 by 18 Pro Modeler mat for their bench, along with an anodized aluminum glue base, and to top it all off, the new Pro Modeler scale ruler. We want to thank Tankcraft for being a great partner to the Posse, and in coming episodes, you will hear about more new Tankcraft products coming soon. I'm very excited about them. We had a sneak peek. I can't wait to share them with everyone. And I think everybody's going to see them on their bench very soon. So with that, it's time to give a shout out to our great posse deputies out there. Episode 37 of the Triple P is sponsored by Rodney Rogers and our deputy marshals, the posse outriders, Rick Lewis, Eric Daglish, Brian McFeeters, Bruce the Model Noob, Matt O'Meara, Grant Mayberry, Paul Alexander Crystal, David Waples, Ethan Eidmill, and Jamie Anderson. And the list goes on with Steve Schaefer and Rick Cooper. Mount up, deputies. We appreciate every one of you. And it it goes without saying again, we cannot do this without you. We really appreciate your support and and your feedback as well. We really enjoy the engagement and, and we absolutely love it. Whether it be through Instagram, Facebook, email, please keep it coming. We love to talk to you guys. And with that, it's time to start giving away some prizes.
tooth. It <laughs> was a little longer than I expected. So <laughs> we got a lot of good prizes. By the way, that's Ivan on the snare drum, if anyone's wondering. <laughs> Another secret talent of mine. So the first prize we have tonight is a Vallejo Fantasy Fairy Flesh Set, and that goes to Nick Buddha. So congrats, man. Hopefully you'll use it, and we'll see some more figures from you. Next up is a Tamiya R35. That is to Alan Kristoff. So congratulations, good sir. So up next, we have the Dasverk Ruscher. Is that right, Ivan? It's near enough. Close enough? All right. You live closer to Germany than we do, so I figured you'd know better. <laughs> um, that goes to Laramie Wright, so congratulations. And next, we have the AK Metallics number one book, and that goes to BJ DeBecker, so close friend here in Colorado, so congrats, BJ. I can hand deliver that to you. And then lastly, we have the Aces High Vietnam edition, and that goes to our close friend Chris Sieber up north, so congrats all. We have many more prizes coming, so keep listening. All right. Congratulations to our first round of winners. And if you are a winner, if you hear your name called out during the show at any point, please make sure to email us your address information to plasticpossepodcast at gmail.com so we can get your prize out to you. I wanted to remind our listeners that if you would like to become a Posse supporter, it is really easy and there are actually a couple of different ways to do it. You can make a one-time donation to the Posse via PayPal. To do this, you just go to our website, which is plasticpossepodcast.buzzsprout.com. In the upper right-hand corner, there's a little heart icon. Just click this, and then you'll be able to donate any amount you would like. The second way to donate is to become a Posse Outrider and set up a donation on our Patreon page. If you would like to do this, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash plasticpossepodcast, and you can set up a recurring donation there. You can donate any amount you would like, and your support helps us to offset the costs that we incur in bringing you the Triple P. You certainly don't have to donate, but we really do appreciate your support. We would also appreciate it if you would take the time to leave us a review wherever you're listening to the podcast. A five-star review will help the Posse be more visible to people that are looking for modeling podcasts to listen to. Just a reminder, the Plastic Posse podcast is one of several scale modeling podcasts out there. We're a member of a group of great podcasts, and we try to support each other and keep modeling podcasts coming coming for you to listen to between the drops for each of us. If you'd like to see a list of some of the other podcasts, plus some other social media content creators, just head on over to modelpodcasts.com, and you'll find links to many of them. We want to remind you all that there are lots of ways to interact with the Plastic Posse. You can send us email at plasticpossepodcast at gmail.com. And our website is plasticpossepodcast.buzzsprout.com. Our main Facebook page is located at facebook.com slash plasticpossey. This is our main page for news and notes about the podcast. And we also have a group page, Just the Plastic Posse where you can share pictures, videos, and other content and interact with other members of the Posse. You can also find us on Instagram at Plastic Posse Podcast and on Twitter by searching at Posse Podcast. We're also now on YouTube. Just search for Plastic Posse Podcast. I just subscribed myself to find our channel. We did two recent live streams last week that you can find on our page, and we plan to do more of these in 2022. Last but certainly not least, we have several group builds on Facebook. TJ, how are they coming along? Well, let's start talking about the Value Gear M3, M4, Sherman slash Lee group build. Uh, The list keeps growing and now we have over 100 members. And some of you are getting really close to finishing your builds or have already finished. Some highlights we can talk about. uh, For one, Matt McDougall took his M3A1 to 
Model Fiesta. I believe that was the name of the, the contest. We are, I think, in place second in his category, which uh, very well deserved. It, he did a really good job. Um, some other stuff that's going on, our buddy Ian Bonner just got his uh, jumbo uh, painted, actually. And uh, luckily for him, there's no headlights on the jumbo, so he's not going to worry about <laughs> forgetting to paint them. Friend of the podcast, Rick Cooper, is almost done with his first entry. I think he was putting the finishing touches on over the weekend. He's asking a question about should he add a bucket? And of course, the answer is yes, you always add a bucket. <laughs> and uh, now he's starting on on one of the ones that I actually wanted to build, but I already had like three on the list. So he's building a skink, which is an mm-hmm. anti-aircraft platform based on a grizzly hull, which for those of you who don't know, a grizzly is essentially a Canadian M4A1. Um, it had I think four 20 millimeter guns. It's really cool. It's a mostly resin kit on top of a plastic lower hull. It's awesome. I can't remember who makes it. I, I've had, I've looked at it and almost bought it a couple of times. He just started that. And then Jesse Naughton is absolutely crushing his M4 and his crew figures. He posted those, I want to say sometime last week and his crew look really good. Yeah. His camo is legit too. Yeah, and his he did the the olive drab and black camo, and it looks tight. So he's doing a really good job. And uh, Matt also made some progress on his T10 mine exploder. He started building up the hull and shaping out everything, and I think he's got the actual roller printed, which is huge. It looks it's hilarious. Yeah, please join the group if you want. Um, there's a lot of good work going on in there. I'll probably be posting a. Uh, a reminder or a check-in to see how everyone's doing. I know I've got my first one done. I kind of stalled on the second one I was working on because I got roped into some other projects. So I'm going to get to that here shortly myself. Don't forget Daniel Brookers. Sorry. Oh yeah. Thank you. Uh, Daniel Brookers. Uh, ex- I can't remember what exactly it's called. The experimental up armored M4. Uh, that thing is absolutely bonkers. He's doing such a good job. Uh, it's a mostly a scratch build. I think he's got some kit in there somewhere, but um, it's just got to put plastic all over it. And he's got it in the paint. I think he's getting ready to start weathering it. It looks freaking sweet. Incredible. Uh, yeah. So, you know, join the group. Check that out. Um, he's also posted it on his uh, Facebook page, which is Soviet Bear Models and on Instagram. So check that out, too. Um, it's it's phenomenal. Now, we're also seeing a, a real surge in our first group build, which was for the Rockfield Model C3485. We've added almost 100 members in the last month. Uh, I think we have almost 600 members right now. People just cracking the kits open and getting started, too. Uh, so that's awesome to see. That's a great build, a great, great group for a, a really fun build. And there's a lot of pretty well-documented builds in there. I know we've mentioned it a million times. John has an awesome step-by-step in there. And there's a couple others too, and lots of references and just building tips. But of course the, the group builds for the Tambia and Edward 148 Spitfire Mark one slash two is still going and the TIE fighter group build is still going. Um, so check those out. They're a good place to see other builds and just interact with other guys and other modelers that are into what you're into. And also one more reminder to check out the model geeks, a four group build, I got mine out over the weekend. I looked at it and it's, I was like, oh shit, this is an airplane. This is scary. And I put it back into the box. So <laughs> that thing is intimidating as hell. I, I don't know what it is, but I did get some new wheels for it actually today. They showed up in the mail from Sprue Brothers. I bought, uh, I think, Resikit wheels for it. So yeah, I'll get started on it eventually. I am looking forward to it. It does look really fun, but 
I don't know, man. Those wingy things scare me. Yeah, TJ, I don't think it's any secret. We'll probably have another group build in the 2022 timeframe that includes a very popular subject since we've been talking about it. So maybe, uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but buy your Mac kits before Aaron Cook buys them all. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Well, thank you for bringing that up, John. Uh, Yeah, I'm sure some people already know that we are in it, planning another group build and it does involve machine and Krieger. We don't have any of the specifics laid out yet. We definitely want to do something involving uh, machine and Krieger because it's, it's so fun, but yeah, you start buying it before Aaron buys them all because <laughs> he's already snatched a few for me and I'm going to have to drive over to his house and steal them back. <laughs> yeah. Listeners, he's not even joking. We're in a, we're in a group chat and Aaron posts a uh, picture of a of a Jerry, and he's like, "Oh, this is awesome! It's only fifty bucks on eBay." And then TJ responds, "Oh yeah, it's mine." And then Aaron promptly then posts a picture of the receipt for order confirmation and says, <laughs> "No, it's not. <laughs> there were no more Jerry's on eBay yeah. after that moment <laughs> for a reasonable price." That son of a bitch. <laughs> I can't I even be mad. He's artificially driven up the price of the Shane Krieger in yeah. the United States. The the best part is uh, even uh, Lincoln Wright was uh, giving us some crap about it. See, he made a Facebook post about all the machine and creature kits he built. And he's, uh, uh, Lincoln was uh, giving him some crap. So that, that was pretty funny. He's, he's even gone to the extent of changing his logo to uh, Mac. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. That was hilarious. Self-deprecation at a high, high level. <laughs> I think it's time to give away more stuff. I'm sure that That's gets long. longer every time. <laughs> <laughs> So the winner of the Ryefield Models 135th M4A3EH Sherman with full interior is Colin Bailey. Lovely kit. And the winner of the Tamiya 148th P38F slash G Lightning kit is Eric DeGleish. And the winner of the Tamiya 148th F4 Phantom, this is the new Tamiya Phantom, is Frank Little. Well Some great done, kits going out, guys. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, that's great stuff. Yeah, those are like three of the best kits on the market right now. All right, congratulations to our winner. If you are a winner, please make sure you email us your address and then we'll be able to get your prize out to you. So since we had a nice little four-week break and didn't release our last episode, I thought it'd be nice to have a bit of a discussion in this episode. TJ did a really good discussion point for our last episode of 2021 about our builds and ambitions for the year. But I thought, because um, this is the first episode of 2022, it would be great to see what we're all, we all have planned to want to achieve for the coming year, because, you know, we can change our minds like... I was going to say a really dirty joke then. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we can all change our mind. So the first question I want to go around to all of you is, uh, what's the first project that you think you're going to tackle this year? It doesn't really apply to uh, TJ, because he's probably on his fifth project already. But... Um, <laughs> We'll start with you, Scott. What's the uh, the first project you've got planned? First project I have planned for completion is a Tamiya SU76M. It's painted and uh, chipped and ready to go and uh, start uh, starting the final weathering process. That'll be kind of a project I'm going to keep hush-hush as far as the scheme, but that's definitely number one on my bench. Lovely stuff. What about yourself, Doug? That's Spitfire. Um, I'm going to be... Uh... I've got the masks to paint the markings. And so that's the next step. 
I've never attempted any markings that were more than a single color. So this will be different for me. Do you guys happen to know off the top of your head what what the correct yellow you use for those uh, markings on the fuselage on a RAF Spitfire? I think it's like its own color. I think it's like literally like spit like British RAF marking yellow. Yeah, unfortunately, that's as specific as the bottle comes. Yeah, marking yellow, yellow RAF. RAF. Okay. Well, I got to figure that out before I start taping, you know, putting the masks on. I want to know that I have the right colors. So Spur Brothers sells MRP. So if you want it with an MRP, you can grab it from them. MRP 122. Yeah, it's got a warmer hue than a typical standard yellow. Yeah, it's definitely more than just yellow. It's kind of golden and, and yeah, it's mm. it looks it's beautiful. We can ask Jim Bates. He he owns a Spitfire, according to. <laughs> he owns <Spitfire>. everything. <laughs> <laughs> what about yourself, JV? Oh man, you know I have the Stug, so it's uh, it's going really well. I post shaded it today. I'll get the markings on it hopefully tomorrow, and then I'm gonna flat. I'm gonna clear coat it with a lacquer uh, rattle can from Gunzi, and then it's on weathering. And hopefully I'll have it done easily by the end of the month. It was a joy to build, but I have a couple other projects at the bench uh, to include a Machine Krieger MK44 suit that's literally ready for primer getting the springs tomorrow from a special order by Steve Baker to Hobby Link Japan so thank you Steve and then uh, some other weird stuff on the bench but yeah that's about it for me lovely stuff and TJ uh, I mean, other than the Lunigans, which I already mentioned, um, and I, I don't, I don't think I've mentioned on on the podcast why I'm building that. I know I talked about it briefly on the live stream we did. Uh, I, I don't really know how much I can really say about it, but Lincoln Wright reached out to me after he saw my Mark 44 White Knight uh, build and asked me if I would be interested in building a kit for him. And I said, well, of course. And he asked me what I had and I have quite a few. So I gave him my list and he's like, okay, well, it needs to be space themed. So build the Lunagans. And the direction I was given was build it, take lots of pictures, make it good and be myself. So that's what I've been doing. Yeah, I guess that's pretty much all to it. I'm pretty excited about it. It's a really neat kit. Scott asked me, if, I think before we started recording, I'm like 70% done on it. Being home all last week helped. Um, so that's I'm not going to touch anything else this year, and I haven't until uh, I finish that. Nice. I, I can only call it a moon goose. It just, <laughs> it's, just, it's too cool now. It's, it's staying as moon goose. Yeah. Moon goose is pretty hilarious. It makes me laugh so much. <laughs> what about you, Ivan? Um, so I've been cracking on with the Takam M3 Lee, Russian Lend Lease. Uh, I've got the, the base paint down on that. I did the, the, the night shift technique of um, doing a base coat, then a grime layer around all the details, then a, a lightened version, then an even lighter version. Probably the best OD I've painted yet. I didn't want to start anything new because I've got just too much already on the go. I was like, if I start something new, I'm going to forget about it. So I've been doing the M3 Lee which is nice. It doesn't help when you drop the bastard and break it. But, you know, <laughs> dropped it three times, snapped off the uh, the 37 mil gun and the front left fender. So that wasn't fun to repair after it'd been painted. But yeah, it's, it's the, <laughs> the joy of modeling. So the, the next question I want to ask is um, a question. I love I love asking this question because, um, because I do. What is the main, like, do you have a main build, like a big focus for the year? So we'll go back to Scott. Like, do you have one project in mind that's a big focus for for twenty two? Well, I mean, later in the year, I'd really like to get back. I've got a couple of three D printed large scale science fiction kits, but I think you know, not knowing what the year's going to flesh out like, I think right now I would say the Achilles for our uh, Lee and and Sherman um, group build. 
I've got a lot of uh, extra aftermarket for that and in planning on doing a, you know, kind of an in-depth build on that. So yeah, I'd say my Achilles 2C would be my main project for the year. But it's such a lovely vehicle. It would be great to see that, especially in person. That would be awesome. What about yourself, Doug? Well, not not including the group builds that I've, I'm committed to. I really, really think this year is the year I will power through and do do that perfect grade Falcon. I'll go ahead and finish it. I mean, what the heck? I, nice. It started. It's it's got a lot of assembly done, some painting done, uh, some of the wiring done for the lighting, and there's no reason why I shouldn't have it done this year. And then maybe start the next one. Just <laughs> nice. You just rubbing it in at this point. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, TJ? Oh man, that's a really good question. I kind of, I kind of have two. So the first thing I want to do, and I just got it. Um, it actually showed up in the mail when I was in Florida, um, right before the New Year's. I got the one thirty fifth scale Nutcracker machine creator kit. That's been like a holy grail kit of mine since as long as I've known it existed. It's something about it. It just looks so cool. Um, also, obviously, seeing Brian's amazing. Nutcracker just makes you want to build it even more because it's like hands down one of the best builds I've ever seen in my life. Um, I really want to do that. Uh, that's going to hope maybe tie into the group build we have coming up at some point. And then also I, I kind of floated in one of our little group chats. My, and I think I've mentioned it before, my Holy Grail build is the Churchill gun carrier, three inch gun carrier. I love that thing. It's so cool. Look, I love Churchill. It's one of my favorite tanks. And a Churchill with a big casemate and a huge gun poking out the front of it is just like, mm, it's just like chef's kiss. And I've mentioned it before, but like Martin Kovac has built one. Yes. And Mike Rinaldi has built one. And last time I talked to Mike about it, he's like, I'll oh, just build it. I'm like, no one even cares about mine, which of course is not true. <laughs> yeah, bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, and to me, it, to me, it's just going to be hard because I, I don't want to, I don't want to copy Martin. I don't want to copy Mike and I want to make it my own, but that's hard because it's a Churchill. So there's only so much you can do to it. I liked your idea. I was going to say, TJ, I really liked your idea of potentially doing a, you know, a what if scheme, maybe a lend lease or something along those lines. I thought you had mentioned at some point. Yeah, I had. And that's probably what I'll end up doing. You know, then, then you're like in Adam Wilder territory over uh, there. So it's like, <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel it's one of those, like, I, I, it's one of those builds I, what I, first wanted to do one i'm like oh, i'm not good enough to build one of those and then i've learned that like you can't really think like that just just do it who, who cares if you're quote unquote good enough to do it just do it because if you sit on it you'll never get it done which is why i have a 172nd scale fine walls millennium falcon sitting behind me because i bought it i started and like i'm not good enough to do this and i put it away and haven't touched it since when i should have just finished it but uh yeah so that's kind of what i want to do plus a billion other things who knows i don't know my list is huge jb it's a good question, Ivan. You know, when I look at 2022 and a build I can focus on, I have so many little projects, um, but I, I don't know. You know, I might, there's a couple of Machining Krieger kits I bought that if they come in, you know, a Pat Crote, God, it looks so cool. I, I really want to build that. Um, but then also I have this really weird 3D printed uh, Object 279E uh, that I've started to break the supports off of and Martin's video is certainly inspiring with his Amex. So I think that might be one of the projects I really delve deep into purely because there's so much freedom and, you know, freedom of expression as well. I, I want to model it after, you know, obviously a video game because that's where it's from. And there's some sweet digital schemes that are available. And I, th I think the more and more, you know, it's interesting, the more and more, uh, 
as time goes on, you know, if you look back, I, I don't know, maybe some of you guys can relate. When you first started modeling and getting heavy into it, you're really concerned with accuracy and, and making sure that everything is right. Now, I just don't care, to be honest. You know, the Stug is painted in a hypothetical scheme, essentially, that could be on the Eastern Front. And some of the most fun I've had on builds is sci-fi. So I, I think with 2022, you're going to see a lot more just weird stuff from me and, and you know, just breaking the mold of, of trying to stay within the limits of historical accuracy, if that makes any sense. Most definitely. Try not to get too caught up in the must be right. So for me, since no one asked, I'll tell you. Uh, <laughs> you have the mic. You can do whatever you want. Um, uh, it, it, I'm blaming you lot for this. I've got the Machining Krieger Lunar Reconnaissance Camel. It's massive. I'd love to do that. And it's different and it's weird and it's not what I do. I was sent that for nothing uh, by a good friend, Nigel. So I'll public thank you to him because who does that? Um, That's awesome. It's, it really is. It's 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 really big kit and it's weird and it's like I say it's not something I do, and I know TJ says you can literally do anything. No one cares. There's no right or wrong, but yeah, I'm thinking. But there's chance I could do it wrong. No, somehow, no. moon dust is a specific color. But you don't even need <laughs> to do that. You can you can put it on the eastern front for all I care. You know. If you can find me a, a, a real-life reference of one of those on the Eastern Front, I'll build it. <laughs> well, uh, TJ, Andy Moore's, I mean, that was painted in a very, you know, RLM type of palette, and it's absolutely gorgeous. So I think you have the complete freedom. One of my friends, George Salidas, he built one as a NASA um, kind of like, you know, reconnaissance probe, I guess you could say. So anything and everything's on the table. At least that's what the Mac builders tell me. I've seen a couple of those painted up like uh, undersea craft, you know, those deep sea exploration vessels. John they look, they, yeah, they look really cool like that. I mean, yeah, you you cannot mess them up. Just have a blast. Yeah, it doesn't. Dude, you don't even have to moon weather it. I mean, who cares? I think your biggest struggle is going to be transporting it to shows. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's gangly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it, it does look delicate. It's as big as a small dog, I feel. You can you could name it. <laughs> Another thing I wanted to ask you all, because uh, I've been asking myself this a lot, is what is something you want to see left behind in 21? And this could be either for you or something you've seen in the community or just in general. What, what do you want to see left behind? We forget about, we're over it. 40 pounds? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy. Well, that that's going out the window with our uh, uh, food trip with Ivan, man. We're all gonna be we're all gonna be hitting the treadmill heavy, I think, after Nats. But we were talking about I, corn dogs the other night. We're walking right. home from Nats. That's right. <laughs> you know what? I, I've got the answer for this, and this is for me and Ivan both. We are leaving analysis paralysis behind. We're going to get some kits done. We're going to focus on fun and stop getting in our own way. You know, just I think sometimes like adding aftermarket, I, I love a pair of metal tracks. I love a metal gun barrel. But I think sometimes I allow myself to go a little too crazy on aftermarket. And then it turns a project that should be fun into kind of a nightmare because a lot of aftermarket brings its own things with it. Like we've just been joking about right now. 
worrying so much about prototype accuracy. For certain builds, that's great. Certainly not denigrating anybody that wants to build to photos. That's a skill all on, all on its own and, you know, has a lot of fun and satisfaction with it. But for me, I just, I want, I want to get more models done. You know, we, I got a model done in three days a couple of weeks ago. And it reminded me sometimes that just finishing a project just for the sake of fun is a serious part of the hobby. You know, Ivan, uh, you and I have talked extensively about sort of that comparative mind that Adam Savage talked about, you know, that it's it's usually not a great thing. You know, build for yourself, always strive to get better, but don't, you know, don't expect your next build to be Adam Wilder or, or Martin or whoever. Just be Ivan and be the best you can be. And I'm going to try and do the same thing. So my answer is analysis paralysis. Nice. Doug yourself unless you want to count 40 pounds oh well yeah that that i'd love to see gone before nats and then after again after nats um (laughs) but oh gosh you know i do have a habit when i build to get to something that i'm not really good at and just kind of rushing it and and knocking it out real quick okay this i'm not good with with instrument panels or or most cockpit pieces so i'll so i'll do it really quick and i'll make the excuse in my head Look, no one can really see this anyway, and I'll just move on with it. And I'd like to uh, see myself spend more time on those things because every time I look at it, even though I know most people don't notice it, I notice it. And and I'd like to see myself get past that, take the time to learn how to do a cockpit a little better or other little fiddly bits that that maybe otherwise I would just kind of, you know, just give a cursory uh, attention to. So that's that's kind of what I think I'd love to see. That's a good one. I like that one. What about yourself, TJ? That's a really uh, difficult question. Um, uh, uh, here, okay, here's one. It's a little spicy. I'm tired of talking about one, two, three versus gold, silver, bronze. <laughs> I, I just am. And look, I'm a gold, silver, bronze guy. I I prefer the open system. I've never competed in one, but I like the idea. I'm just I'm tired of talking about it. Like, hey, there's good points to be made. And sure, I've just I I personally don't want to talk about it anymore. I can leave all that behind. You're not you're not going to change anyone's mind. Unfortunately, you're, you're just probably not. So that's all. So no politics, no religion and no one, two, three versus GSB. <laughs> I'd rather talk about politics, to be perfectly honest with you. I agree. <laughs> the, the thing is, the people that believe in one, two, three, they're not going to change their mind. Um, they should, but they probably won't. Um, and that's just the reality of the situation. I, I, just, I don't see any other way to convince them that gold silver bronze the open system is better even though all the evidence is there and at this point people just don't want to believe it and then fine they're not going to believe it so move on with it just be comfortable knowing that gold silver bronze is better it will change in america at one point it's not going to be this year maybe next year come on john (laughs) rome wasn't built in a day gentlemen that's right jb what about yourself what's something you want to see gone (laughs) you know i think I think it's along the same lines as TJ. You know, it's not really internal factors for me. It's external, and it's and it's removing those distractions, removing removing those contentious moments, and 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 things that just won't change because you have zero influence on them. You know, I when I look at my social media engagement, I've turned it back a lot in 2021, and I want to turn it back even further, and and I want to be purposeful about it where. You know, I'll interact with people that are posting models that are finished, looking for feedback, but I'm not going to get distracted. I'm not going to get pulled into discussions that honestly have no good outcome 
or an outcome in general, like TJ had mentioned. So I hope to leave a lot of that behind, you know, even more than I did in, in 2021 and, and just focus on literally the positive, as corny as that sounds, as hippie as it sounds, you know, I, I think kindness, happiness is is a key to, you know, not only your own happiness, but your own success as well. You know, I'm, I'm a believer in kill them with kindness and torture them with success. So that's what I look forward to in 2022. Doug, are you crying? I always cry. I am a crying. I am a very emotional person. Ivan, what about you? What do you want to leave in 2021? I've got two things. One of them you said pretty perfectly. I'd like to not give a shit as much. It, hard for me to do because in my head, like people will be like, oh, just just don't worry about it. It's like, yeah, but I do. I'm a textbook overthinker. I'm anxious. It's it, I have to worry. It's like I'm comfortable worrying. That's where I'm happy. Um, I'd like to not care. So obviously I care about the models I do and care about how I do them, finish them and such. I just like to not think it's life or death. Because <laughs> practice what you preach. I'm always saying it's just plastic, but then I won't open a kit because I'll be scared I'll ruin it before I've even started it. So a bit more practice what you preach because I'm terrible for that. Um, something else I want to see left behind is you must gloss before decals. Moving on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's something that does my head in a little bit. It's 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 not so much the there's arguments for and against. It's the dogma behind it that you must. It's like just do what's good for you. Just chill out a bit. Just calm. Sit I'm glossing. You can't change my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> I do as well. I do. Oh, I, I, I gloss, but I don't tell people they must. <laughs> That's right. I just <laughs> you do you, hon. <laughs> um. So yeah, it's it's little simple things like that, but definitely what you said, Scott. Just do more stuff. Care a bit less about the whole modeling process. Now, I know it's only like the second week in January, and we've already seen amazing releases from Airfix and Mini Art and other companies as such. But I want to ask all of you, what's something you really want to see released in 2022? And we'll start with Scott again. What's something you really want to see announced or released? I want to see, you know, I'm not even going to get specific because I don't know who's doing what, but I want to see one major new Star Wars kit in a decent scale, not not the Christmas tree ornament Razor Crest, but, you know, maybe like the Ghost or that Lambda shuttle, you know, I've been wanting or a sand crawler, just some new Star Wars subject that there's a good, decent sized kit of. Just leave it at that. I, that'd make me happy. Like that, that 135th Dragon attack would have been lovely. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> would work. That would definitely work. Dragon, if you want to go ahead and release that after all, I will go ahead and buy one. What about you, Doug? What do you want to see hit the market? Uh, well, Scott hit the nail on the head. For me, Star Wars is my jam, and that's what I would love to see more of. Knowing that, you know, it might be wishful thinking. I would love to see uh, in maybe an aircraft in 48 scale, Tamiya, someone of that quality making a hurricane. Yes. It, would, it would just, it would be perfect because I love that aircraft. always have. And, uh, I've always hesitated because, I mean, there's a couple decent kits out there, but there's nothing fantastic. So that's that's my wish. We've seen Ravel announce they're doing a, a new 32nd Hurricane. I think it's a, it's a 2C, uh, which will be coming out like September. It's just Revel though, isn't it? Ravel. It's, it's, everyone was like, ooh. And it's like, oh, Revel. <laughs> Wait, I don't know why I say that because I've built the last two 132nd kits they've released. And they're all right. It's just we want to see, like you say, we want to see Tamiya quality. We want to see that. 
But there's that argument that it won't sell. And that's an argument we can get into elsewhere. What about yourself, TJ? What do you want to see flooding the market? You're muted. (laughs) 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 I could. I lip read. It's because I'm coughing, so I don't want to like cough over everybody. Anyways, what I would really like to see, and it probably wouldn't sell either, is uh, Italian armor. Yes. There hasn't been any new Italian armor since probably since before I was born. Uh, In M1441 would be sweet. A new tool, Semavente, with the long gun would be sweet. I love Italian armor. It's it's you don't see it hardly ever, which is fair because they didn't make a whole lot of tanks, and you know it was like they sucked. But there's something about them that I just adore. They're they're just great. They're very aesthetically pleasing to me. Yeah, but I, no one's gonna make it because it probably would never sell because no one cares about early World War II Italian armor. But um, yeah, that's what I would really like to see. New tool, like modern tooling, just it, either an M1441 or a Semavente. Yeah, Semavente is awesome because um, it was it was re-released recently, recently in the past couple of years. And it's like, oh yeah, new Semavente. No, it's not. Yeah. Same old shit, new box. Yep. We don't want that. No, I want, I want a new tool, modern tooling of, frankly, a rather iconic vehicle really I, I think oh, yeah. I mean when you think of the the Western Desert campaign in early World War II I mean that was the Italians they there was more Italians there than there was Germans but all anyone cares about is you know the Deutsche Africa Corps Panzer twos. yeah I mean come on man there was way more Italian tanks rolling around that'd be great to see what about you JB I've stewed over this question a long time and I honestly don't have a good answer. I, I'll, I mean, I can copy and, 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 you know, say TJ has hit the, at the, you know, the nail on the head with Italian armor. I think there's a huge gap in the market for that. And like you said, they're so interesting as well. So, I mean, I can be lame and, and tack onto that, but otherwise literally I can't think of anything and every new release surprises me and I'm happy to see it. And I mean, the M18 Hellcat from Tamiya is one of them. So I'm willing to sit back and just wait for people to announce things for me to spend my money on. So uh, that's, that's, that's what I got. We, it's, it's unbelievable what we have and I don't have any requests. Just keep them coming. I'm going to go for JB and say, please make a, a nice one sixteenth scale Willie's Jeep, please, please. It's a, that'd be a great size for that kit. Nice, Ivan, yeah. what do you, what do you want to see released? Uh, I think we've discussed this before, but I'd, I'd like to see a company, not Ravel, um, <laughs> make Halo kits. Oh, yes. There's such oh, a good, nice. there's a catalog yep. of things they could do. Yeah. It'd be it's like, say if Bandai were to get a license to do that, they would, they would kill it. It would be yep. amazing. Um, Give me so, the Warthog right now. Oh, yeah. I'm a Covenant guy. I always tend to go oh. with the bad guys. That's weird, isn't it? So you want a Banshee? Oh, yeah. Banshee, Scarab, Ghost, Go, everything. Yeah, I can only imagine that that would bring people into the hobby that otherwise wouldn't be involved in the hobby. There are some huge Halo fans out there that don't model. Oh, it would bring massive gaming enthusiasts in, most definitely. A lot of my life was spent playing Halo, so I'm vested already. A lot um, of my Christmas was spent <laughs> playing Halo. <laughs> I played for about 20 minutes, got violently ill, and that was enough. I can't. I can't play first-person shooters. They just make me sick. I want that scorpion tank. Um, oh, I, yes. I know. I've, I think I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. The UNSC Pillar of Autumn is like one of the coolest sci-fi spaceships. 
That thing so is look, so freaking sweet. Not I only does it look does it look awesome, but the name is mm-hmm. freaking money. I that's the I love the naming conventions in the Halo universe and yeah, the the names of their ships, Pillar of Autumn, Ford and Dawn, like all those ships are freaking sweet. And they have all have awesome names. I'm really surprised like a garage kit company didn't come out with a Pillar of Autumn. It, it screams it just the way it looks. I think it might, some of that might be they're afraid to do it. Yeah. Just because it's I mean, it's Bungie and Microsoft. So, I mean, yeah. IP, um, they'll kill you it, in the in the same vein. Since we're talking about sweet ass uh, video game ships, uh, the Normandy from Mass Effect would be awesome as a kit because that is another really sweet design. Um, way way more sleek, but I, I don't know if you guys have played Mass Effect, but the ship you fly around in, the Normandy, is awesome. See, a Covenant cruiser with the nice curved round nose. <laughs> that 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 would that, be cool. Uh, everything, just release everything. Even right. the figures too. I mean, Master yeah, the- Chief, the Marines. Even the elite you know, hunters, yeah. everything. There, the there was a Master Chief kit. Bandai hmm. made it. Oh, really? I have it. I have one. Yeah, they were like, um, they were essentially like, uh, what's the lowest grade of Gundam? Master grade, I think, or high, no high grade. It, they were Maybe like, yeah, they were like high grade Gundams. Mm. Um, I can see all the joints. Yeah, that. Well, I mean, not really because he's he's wearing armor, so they're not like totally like uh, ridiculous, but. Like it's super, they were super easy to build. The the fidelity isn't the the best, but it's the Master Chief, and he even has like the rifle. I think he came with the assault rifle and maybe the battle rifle. I can't remember. I have one. Um, if you remind me later, I'll go find it. It's put away. I built it. Um, I I didn't paint it, but yeah, they they did exist. This was probably eight years ago. I don't think you can find them anymore. That is cool. I, you know, I would love to do a mini vignette or diorama mm. of like red versus blue and so <laughs> on Blood Gulch or Sidewinder or even uh, the one Chiron where it has the the portals that you run through. Um, I think there's just so much potential for for you know just really cool dioramas vignettes. That was the reason when I was on Etsy, I bought all those STL files. It's, I, I was like, I've, I've got to make a scene of s- some sort. Um, it's just a shame I'm really bad at 3D printing. Uh, so I just looked it up. It was called, they were called sprue kits. Hmm. It was like the super entry level Bandai kits. Um, you can find one on eBay for like $200 right now. Ooh. Wow. Um, but yeah, I definitely have one. And they had different ones too. I think they tied into reach i can't remember because they oh, had the they had the different spartans so they had mm. like different color armor with different shapes they had the one um sarah i can't remember i think she was from reach i, I don't remember either that or halo 4 I, I don't i get them all can confused but i definitely have the master chief that's awesome so this year you have to build something completely left field completely different from what you usually do scott what are you building uh definitely uh, some uh, wargaming pieces. I've got a couple of the McFarlane action figures and I've got a bunch of uh, Space Marines and even some uh, Bandai does some little tiny uh, wargaming miniature size uh, Gundams, Gunpla little kits. So yeah, some of those for sure want to get into wargaming pieces. Never painted one. Nice. Doug, yourself. For me, left field would be um, uh, a ship, a naval ship, something like 
an Iowa class battleship would be awesome just because that's one I have I'm familiar with. I've been on the Iowa, so that would be fun. There's so many pretty ships out there in all the different navies. There were some beautiful ships. So I don't know which one I'd pick, but I think that's where I'd go. If I had to go different, like completely different, that would be it. Ship models do look awesome. TJ, what's different for you? An airplane. Hey. I mean, I'm going to do the A4. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I really, I really want to do it. I'm really interested in it. it. Takes a lot for me to get invested in airplane model. I love, I love mm-hmm. jets, and I love you know World War II planes. Just don't care about building them. But uh, I'm, I'm invested in the A4. The scheme I picked is really cool. So I have you know a good kit with good aftermarket. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to do it. But yeah, I've never built an airplane before. So it be helps that you've one. got a good kit. Yeah. Well, I have the I have the uh, Tamiya Spitfire too. That one I've started to build. So I just haven't finished it. I built the cockpit. So I might do that one first because it's cl- it's closer and easier. JV, it's, it's hard to say what's different for you because you you do quite a lot of stuff. I'm in the same boat as TJ. I'm copying his answer again. I'm I'm doing the A4. You know, the guys over the Model Geeks got to honor the you know the the group build and and represent us plastic posse folks. So I'm excited to do that. I'm very thankful that Scott donated a, a kit and some aftermarket for that build. And I look forward to doing it. As you know, as TJ mentioned, I, I'm in the same boat in terms of I built one aircraft. It was an ME-109. I've built two, ME-109 and a Spit, but never a jet. So looking forward to that. Terrified about alignment. So uh, I'll bust out a micrometer or just won't give a shit. So, um, but yeah, <laughs> I'm certainly looking forward to it. Kit looks great. And uh, you know, looking to learn something from the geeks, so that's uh, that's what's on my on my bench for the uh, 2022 off the wall build. What about the UK division of the posse? No idea. Um, yeah, I'd like to do another ship. I've, I've built two ships, and they both ended up um, destroyed. I like. I'd like to give a, another Tamiya Japanese destroyer. Um, I love the the Japanese navy ships, um, and I really like the little destroyers. And it's Tamiya, so you know they'll go together pretty well. So I'd like to give another ship a go. I'd like to work with uh, resin. Um, and I don't mean like resin kits. I'd like to do like a vignette or a scene with resin as water. So I'd like to give that a go. And it, it looks really easy when you see them, like Luke Towan do it, and he's just getting a blowtorch and perfect water, but I'd set fire to the scene or something. So got, got to be careful. Uh, but yeah, I'd like to do something with water, uh, a ship or something sci-fi. I know I have the the camel, but um, that might be getting saved for a special occasion. Right, <laughs> bit of a, bit of an obvious question: Are you looking forward to Omaha, and are you ready for Omaha? Hell, <laughs> hell yes! Yeah. Oh, and yeah. hell no! <laughs> <laughs> I go same goes for me. I'm I'm so excited, but I'm not ready. It'll be here before we know it. You know, we're what seven months away? Less than uh, seven months. Six yeah, and a half. Yeah. And a key date for everyone, you know, registration opens on 1 February, and that includes both the show and the tours and the banquet and everything associated with the show. So please mark your calendars, get on, register, join us. Um, you know, we, uh, we're going to do a little something special, I think. TJ and Ivan and I are certainly going to do a seminar and maybe some other special things in the works. We're definitely going to have a table there. And, uh, you know, Ivan, maybe this is the time to pitch it. We need to, I think we need to do a special series with you coming to America where you <laughs> vlog the entire experience when you meet TJ, you know, everything from waking up in the morning to going to the airport. I, I feel like that's a thing that we could, 
that you need to do to bring us along. Really annoying jingle music in the background of me walking down the street (laughs) at times five speed. With a professional narrator. Episode six, (laughs) Ivan eats a corn dog. (laughs) Oh, we're live streaming from Costco. You best believe that. We're going to get you a pizza. I was planning on doing quite a lot of... um, I don't want to be one of those annoying tourists with a gimbal, but I'm going to be an annoying tourist with a gimbal. That was no, me at the it, show last year, looking like a fool, but it worked out. You've, you've got to. It's for the greater good of the podcast. That's right. No, I'm going to be doing a lot of filming. Um, I can't not. It's like a 14-day trip to the US, and I've never been. I can't not film it. Obviously, the first pitch will be me in business class in British Airways, just being smug. Um, <laughs> and then after that, it's like, right, see ya. Hear that, listeners? Your your contributions have gone to a good cause. <laughs> All that money from the manufacturers we're getting, you know, we really spare no expense for uh, supporting ourselves traveling. Have you flown business class on British Airways yet? Never. Oh, it's so nice, dude. Oh my the, God. the thing is, it's, 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 I'm going to sound like a right dick now. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just, because it's the new club suites, so you get a, an actual private little booth to yourself. Yes. It's like, this it's is awesome. This is me. But you know I me, mean? I've got champagne taste and beer money. That's the problem. Well, I was going to say, you're going to say, you'll probably see what, Daniel Craig on board? <laughs> of course, um, yeah. I'll chat with Henry Cavill about The Witcher. Ah, uh, yeah. And he's a, you know, he's a war gamer. So yeah, there you go. Miniature I'm, painting I'm, I'm, techniques. I'm going to have to get him on the podcast because, you know, everyone in England knows each other. Uh, yeah. So I'll, I'll ring him up. Um, I'll, I'll text him later saying, hey, do you want to jump on? He'll be like, yeah, of course. And then boom. <laughs> My wife will kick me out of this seat if that happens. And she'll be a co-host for that episode. Also, I didn't realize as well. Sorry. Um, Yaskia, um, Dandelion from The Witcher is also a war gamer. A tabletop gamer. Oh, nice. Yeah, true. The nerds win. So, Ivan, you've heard so much about the show. Maybe one question back to you is, you know, what, what, what is, what is, what are you looking most forward to? Uh, it's, 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 the, the, the show itself isn't what I'm looking forward to the, the to the most. It's hanging out with you lot. <laughs> That's the most exciting part for me. The show's like a massive bonus to the trip, but it's it's seeing you lot, which is I'm most looking forward to. Yeah, it'll be the best part for sure. That was how Vegas was. The show was fantastic. The models, the kits that were displayed were amazing, but hanging out uh, with everybody was was awesome. And you're going to meet more people than we met last time because I think there's going to be a much larger crowd and a lot more posse members that are going to be there. Yeah, and I think the benefit of Omaha, it's it is going to be more. I mean, don't get me wrong, the Vegas show was fantastic. The vendor, you know, everything about it was top notch. The crew did a fantastic job. The one thing I think Omaha has is has an advantage to other venues is that the show and the hotels are right there connected. And then there's a large atrium there that it's just a congregation of every modeler in the place. So you will meet everybody and anybody, you know, at the bar or, or in the sitting area. So it's, it's fantastic. It's actually, you know, the place I met Marcus Nichols the first time, not the last Omaha, but the one before it uh, met him there in the lobby. So it's a great environment and simply can't wait. And we're going to caravan across the Kansas to get to it. So it's going to be good. I'm, I, there's one thing I'm not looking forward to. The heat. Don't worry about it, man. I, I don't you like don't it. You go outside at the show. Yeah, everything's inside. <laughs> the good thing is you do have aircon. We, we do not. Yeah, seriously, you're not going outside when you're in Omaha. 
until the I don't, go, I don't go outside now. <laughs> <laughs> is it my turn, guys, to give some stuff away? It is. Do it. Scott was just sitting on that button waiting to push it. Um, <laughs> all right. Here we go. My turn. Um, first of all, the perfect grade Millennium Falcon is staying here. <laughs> but oh, you tease. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not that giving that away. No way in hell. Oh, uh, it's all good. <laughs> Doug, uh, you do have a massive box over there. What is that? Oh, the massive box is a Monogram Pro Modeler 132nd scale JU88A1 kit. And that is going to Bob Bear, the voice of Bob. Bob. Woo. And we've got the um, Tamiya 148 scale. Did I say scare? 148 scale Stug 3. Uh, it is going to Brad Belsheim. I think we've got a pattern here. Two B's in the names of the winners here. Oh, except the Master Club Metal Tracks 135th scale for the IS2, IS3, ISU-122, and ISU-152 is going to the shizzle, Zach Grizzle. Zach, you're going to love those tracks, man. Also have a couple of t-shirts to give away. Are we doing that right now? No, we'll do that a little bit later. Okay. We'll make, make everybody wait. The booby prize, right? <laughs> That's right. So once again, congratulations to the latest round of winners. If you are a winner, make sure you email us your address information so we can get your prizes out to each one of you. Okay, TJ, well, should we give some more stuff away? I think we should. Hit the drum roll, please. Can you imagine if you were up against a firing squad and you had to wait for the end of the drum roll? That would go on forever. Yeah. Come on, just longer. get it over with. It it's is it's getting longer every time. It's borderline <laughs> awkwardly long. It's good. I love it. Okay. First off, uh, I have to give away a Tiger model Spitfire eggplane. Eggplanes are awesome. And I'm actually kind of sad I'm giving this away because it's sweet. But And that is going to Andrew Armstrong. Uh, next up, I have a... Bondi 172nd scale tie striker. And that is going to friend of the podcast, Jonathan Anderson. So Janders gets himself uh, some Star Wars. And then I have another Bandai kit. This is the HG Grimoire kit, which I believe there is one in the science fiction AK, the AK science fiction FAQ book that Lincoln Wright just put out. It's an awesome kit. I think they're kind of hard to come by nowadays. And this one is going to. Eric Reigns, so congratulations. Yay! Congratulations to our winners, and if you are a winner, make sure to email us your address and information so we can get your prize to you. I just I just had to do that do that drum again. I'm gonna give away some kits, man. You guys are having a good time. All right, so I have Right here, a Bandai 172nd scale X-Wing. This is the T-65 version, the cool one. Greg James, you are the winner of that kit. I've got a Tacom Blitz 135th scale Panzer III, Ausf M. And the winner is Javi Perez. You're the big winner of that kit. And lastly, I have an, a Mang M4A1 Sherman Toon Tank. And that is going to go to Jake Isley. You're the winner of the Toon Tank. Yeah. All right. 
Doug. All right. We got a message from Duncan Young. Uh, he was wishing all of us a happy new year from the crew at IPMS Hamilton. And he wants us to talk about something really cool coming up. Heritage Con 14. IPMS Hamilton's annual show and contest, Heritage Con, is back for 2022 to be held at the home base for the club, which is the Canadian Warplane Heritage Museum in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. The show is scheduled for March 27th, 2022, assuming that, you know, the, the COVID wave dissipates and everything's back up again. Okay, they are using an online entry form uh, to assist tracking attendance and speeding up the process the day of the event. Awesome. Yeah, really appreciate those guys up at IPMS Hamilton for sponsoring the Musaru Cup. Uh, we're all still uh, eagerly awaiting uh, TJ to see what he does on our entry for the posse. And uh, he's got some stiff competition from Godfather Dave and Frildo and uh, James Skiffins have seen uh, some pretty awesome work out there. Yeah, hey, I just want to jump in too and kind of echo Heritage Con. I've, I've gone for, I think, the last four years, absolutely the best one day show in the country, in, in, the, in North America. Alan and his crew, you know, they are top notch, wonderful raffle, wonderful venue, unbelievable competition and show there. So I actually just looked up flights. They're under $400. I might make a trip out there. It's on Sunday. Cannot highly recommend the show enough. So if you are on the Eastern Seaboard above the Mississippi, East of the Mississippi above the Mason-Dixon line, definitely consider going. I spent a little time in that museum too, so that's a bonus. That that place is awesome. Yeah. They got a Lancaster. She flies. All right. Well, again, thank you, Doug, for that. Really appreciate it. Now we have more stuff to get a giveaway, and there's a lot. So buckle up for more drum rolls, please. That thing was like 37 seconds long that time. Our viewership just keeps going down and down and down. (laughs) So um, here we go. Uh, The winners for RSP SM1, The Fish Sub Book, Martin Drayton. Congratulations. Really happy to see his name. It's good meeting him at Nats. The next gift is a signed copy of the Military Illustrated Modeler uh, with my T-34 in it. So I will shoot that over to you, Craig. Jarbo. All right, so that is not the only thing left. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. Um, (laughs) Now we have left the really good stuff. So the winner of the Tamiya 132 Mark 9 Spitfire is Simon Connell. Congratulations, that is a, a spectacular kit. All right, and I have a 172nd scale Bandai B-Wing kit, and the winner of that kit is Chris McLean. Congratulations, Chris. I have to give away a Tamiya 135th scale T-55A, and that is going to Evan Nichoff. And I, and this is what the moment everybody's been waiting for, (laughs) T-shirts. I've got two T-shirts to give away, and your choice of size, as long as you're small, extra large or smaller, I'm sorry, but yeah, that's what I've got. We've got Tim Cavalier and Warren Can. All right. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Ivan, you know what that means. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's time to announce the winner of the 148th Suyata T90 kit provided by Aaron Cook of AK Armor. And the winner of that kit is Cody Kaczynski. Congratulations. 
It's also time to announce the winner of the Armour Hobbies 172nd Hawker Hurricane, provided by Jim Bates and Cornbread from Scale Canadian TV. Easily, without a doubt, the best hurricane in the scale. And that goes to Andy Callis of Florida. <laughs> And now, <laughs> for the final two prizes, the winner of the Tankcraft Triple Pack 12x18 Pro Modeler Mark Glue Base and Pro Modeler Scale Ruler is Ace of Spades Model Works. Congratulations to you. John, I think you have one more item to award. I do. So, listeners, if you're interested in hosting the Triple P, please write to us. We have an immediate opening. Editing skills are preferred, and I hope you don't play the damn drums. <laughs> but it's okay if you do. So, the last thing we're giving away is a uh, built and published King Tiger that I have, uh, and the winner is Austin Field. So, congratulations, good sir. I can either ship that to you, or I will actually be over in the Utah area sometime in the spring. And I'm happy to deliver it by hand. That is the MVP prize, that right there. I don't know the 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 uh, the tank craft pack was pretty sweet. Too. Oh, that's really nice. They, yeah, well, there was a well. lot of winners tonight. <laughs> a it's jealous. a shame we couldn't enter. <laughs> and, and just and listeners, just so you're aware, uh, to to generate the winners, we did a random number generator, uh, random number generator based on your number when you submitted. So all above board and we thank you so much we'll do another one at some point and really appreciate it um so that is it for all the prizes for the giveaway uh thanks to the providers of the prizes and all the listeners remember to email us at plasticpossypodcast at gmail.com with your addresses uh, and we'll get the prizes to you in the next few weeks and when you do receive them Obviously, it would be great if you could put a picture on the, the Facebook page letting us know you've received it or send us an email or a message. Just to let you know it's, uh, it's got us. Got, just to let us know it got the safe. Sweet. Thanks so much, Ivan. You know, before we sign off here, I do want to mention two things that I forgot to mention earlier. One of which is for our listeners, please go over to the Model Box on Facebook. It's hosted by Stan Spooner. He just set it up. Stan is a fantastic modeler, world-class guy, really looking forward to his perspective on the hobby and some of the material that he's going to be producing. The other shout I'd like to give is to Small Subjects. They interviewed Bill Haran, a titan in the you know miniature world and truly, a, honestly, a hero of mine. I have his masterclass book. Very good interview conducted by Barry and Jim. Please head over and take a listen to it. Just a fantastic job. So with that, that's all she wrote for episode 37. Please join us again in two weeks for episode 38 for more titillating talk about all things scale modeling. Look for more live streams coming soon with the posse and our friends. We will be streaming live on Facebook. And then these streams will be also uploaded later on YouTube. So important, if you could go on to our YouTube channel, punch that subscribe button. Once we hit a thousand followers, we can then broadcast live through YouTube. And this is going to be critical for when we get to nationals. So with that, thank you so much for joining us. We love hearing from everyone. We look forward to talking to you again in two weeks. In episode 38, we will be joined by the one and only Mike Rinaldi for an awesome interview with John Spud Murphy. I am bummed up. Ha, 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 ha.
So, uh, you know, before we close, again, listeners, <laughs> if you are interested, please write to us at plasticpossepodcast.gmail.com. Your qualifications actually will take anybody. So uh, if you volunteer, Scott's out, you're in. So until next time, live well, be safe, and most of all, build models. Yeehaw! What else do we have to give away? Actually, you're, you're gonna... <laughs> Not another should drum we, roll, should, though. Should we try that transition again? <laughs> that, that was a bit of a car crush, Jesus. <laughs> Yay! That fucking drum. <laughs> I, was, I was told to do that last one. That was my fault. I'm sorry. So I I think that yeah it's going to be a new gaff so you f- so I'm going to bring that up at some point when you're right in the middle of some deep some really emotional I'm just going to play that bastard <laughs> <laughs>